Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle, a podcast for midlife moms who want to make the next season of life their best one yet. I am your host, Jenny Gwynn. You might find yourself transitioning into a new phase of life as your children become more independent or leave the nest. Mama, I am here to tell you that your life isn't over. You simply have new opportunities ahead of you. After years of pouring your heart and soul into raising your family, it is your turn to reconnect with yourself. In this podcast, we will talk about the joys and challenges of midlife. You will be inspired to rediscover your God-given purpose or to dust off old dreams and make them a reality. You'll learn how to navigate relationships with your adult children, to reconnect in your marriage, or focus on your health by being more active or finally losing the weight you've struggled with for years. Whatever this next season of life brings, this podcast will equip and encourage you to be happy, healthy, and holy. Hey friends, welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle. I'm so grateful to be with you today. So this past weekend, my husband and I went to see the Jesus Revolution. It was opening weekend, and I had read all about it on social media. I had seen some of the different actors talking about how um, playing in the movie, how it impacted their life and increased um, their faith. And we have not been to the movies probably since before COVID. We were talking about it on the way, and neither one of us could think of a movie that we had seen anytime recently. We're just not moviegoers. So it was a big deal that um, we went to see this movie. We invited some friends to go with us. And so we were really looking forward to this. And plus, the movie chairs are so comfortable now. So as we get into this movie, um, into the theater, we were both surprised that the theater was full. By the time the movie started, It looked like it was a full theater, which is amazing for a faith-based movie. So if you haven't seen much um, on social media or you aren't familiar with The Jesus Revolution, it's a movie about the early 70s hippie movement and how a few Christians opened the door for this Jesus Revolution. It was a time, um, if you think about the early 70s, when there was lots of drug use, there was, um, you know, all the free love, people were, you know, expressing themselves. And so there were a few Christians who stepped away from that lifestyle and opened the door for what became this Jesus revolution. Um, it was it was interesting to sit and watch the movie and think about how it impacted my life. There were times that things would happen and they would talk about, um, you know, the pain that people were experiencing in the early 70s or their struggles. And it was what was happening then is still happening now. You know, it, although there were things that were you know, particular to that movement, there are things that are the same in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and now, like, throughout time, people still have a lot of the same pain points, Um, and, and those things are feeling accepted, feeling heard, feeling like they belong, um, wanting peace in their lives. And so I think you would probably agree with me that those are things that people are still searching for today. 
Um, in this movie, it showed a pastor leading a church. And as they showed scenes from the church, it was obvious that it was a very um, lackluster community. You know, the, there were lots of empty pews and seats that could be filled. And you could tell that people sitting in the church felt empty. It was like a lifeless church. And how often in our lives, even though we may go to church or um, and sit in the pews, that it can, you can feel empty and lifeless sitting there. And so as we left the theater that day, I was reflecting on my own faith life. And throughout the movie, we see how these men and women like stepped out in bold ways to share their faith. And I felt this stirring in my heart that I needed to step out of my comfort zone to share my faith in new and bold ways. And let me tell you, that is a scary thought. That is a scary thought to think that you need to step out of your comfort zone. Because as I was sitting there and I was looking at the, um, the congregation, it was Pastor Chuck Smith leading this church, it's very easy to fall into this routine and to compartmentalize your faith. You know, checking the box off because you go to Mass on Sundays or taking a few minutes in the mornings to say your prayers. But I started thinking about in doing those things, am I truly present? Am I truly aware? But most importantly, am I open to where the Holy Spirit is nudging me, where the Holy Spirit is guiding me? Because so often, uh, you know, I talk about a lot in coaching, we have this habit brain where we just do things uh, routinely and we do them over and over. And when they become a habit, they, they go on autopilot. And so we're not always aware of what's going on, or we can just do them without thinking. And for me, and I don't know if you can relate, sometimes that happens in my faith life. I'm going to be honest with you. Even if I'm praying the rosary or sitting in mass, it can be autopilot. And and sometimes I leave mass, and I'm being really honest with you, I'll get in the car and my husband might make a comment about the homily, and my brain was wandering during the homily. I can't remember what Father said. And so this movie was just a reminder that it's important to be intentional about our faith life, to be present in the moment. And that's where we're going to find God. Like when you're intentional and when you're present, when you have that awareness, that's where God is going to speak to your heart. That's where the Holy Spirit is going to start um, nudging you in certain directions. Um, Some other takeaways from the movie. Um, One of the biggest ones is that when I left the theater that day and I had watched this Jesus revolution take place, the thought that I was thinking was I wanted what they had. I wanted that kind of faith that is contagious and sets your heart on fire. In the movie, you could see that um, these people were just on fire with the Holy Spirit, the way that they praised, the way that they worshiped, um, in their singing, and 
the other thing that um, stuck out to me was that it was so simple. You know, oftentimes we tend to make things more difficult than they really have to be. We think that in faith life, you have to do this and you have to do that and you have to go here and you, you know, have to say this kind of prayer or you this kind of novena, that faith can be really simple because faith is a connection with Christ. It's a relationship with Christ. All of those things that you think you have to do are ways that you can strengthen that connection with Christ. But the like if you just look at the root of it, it's a relationship with Christ. And so I began to reflect on how could I create my own Jesus revolution? If I wanted what they had, how could I in my life create my own Jesus revolution. And so as I came home and was thinking about it and reflecting on it, I just Googled, what is a spiritual revolution? And I got lots of answers, um, especially when you put in the word spiritual. It doesn't always mean spiritual as in a relationship with God. But what I came up with, how I define a spiritual revolution is that it's spontaneous, it's shared with others, and it sparks an intense desire to connect with Christ. So it's spontaneous, it's shared with others, and it sparks an intense desire to connect with Christ. So let's look at each one of those. How often, if you're honest, are you spontaneous in your prayer life? So has your prayer life become, like I talked about earlier, something that is on autopilot? Or are you spontaneous? Do you invite Jesus into all aspects of your life? Instead of compartmentalizing your faith to Sundays or even certain times of the day, your relationship with Jesus should shine through in all that you do, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. So in the movie, um, one of the um, characters, Greg Laurie, is given an old car. He's a young kid, and this um, group of hippies, they realize that Greg needs a car. And so they go in and buy him this car. And as he gets in to drive away in the car, it won't start. We've all been there, right? And so the group is so excited. They've gifted him this car, and they're standing around. And one of the leaders encourages the the people to lay their hands on the car and to ask the Holy Spirit to help the car start for Greg. And as they laid their hands on the car, my first thought was, there are more important things to pray about than getting a car to start. But then I was reminded that we need to invite God into every aspect of our lives that he is just there waiting for us to call on him in each and every situation. And although it seems like there are more important things to pray about, we can pray about the car starting, finding a parking place at the grocery store or at the mall. Like all of those little things, God wants us to bring to him because he wants to be a part of every single moment of our lives. He wants us to remember him, not only at church or in our prayer time, but throughout the whole entire day. 
And that is a way that you can be spontaneous, right? Just inviting God into every aspect of your life. The next one was to share your faith. Share your faith with others. That was one of the um, huge takeaways from this movie was that the, the people were so on fire in their faith. And we saw in the movie that that lackluster church that seemed empty and lifeless, that these people came in, these hippies is what how they were referred to in the movie. They were coming in and eventually the church was too small. And so they set up a tent um, out behind the church and it was overflowing after the first night. And so the only way that that happened in the 70s, we know there weren't cell phones, there wasn't social media, was by word of mouth. People were going out and talking to others and sharing their faith. And maybe people they had been friends with were seeing a difference. And like me, they wanted what they had. And so sharing your faith is what we are all called to do. People are searching to find peace and love. They were searching for that in the 70s. And my friends, they are searching for it today. I'm searching for it. And I bet you are searching for it as well. We all want peace and love. We want to belong. We want to feel seen and heard. And here's the other thing that I think is so interesting. While we are doing all of the searching Christ is searching as well. He is searching for each soul on earth. He never stops searching for us. And so we, in our need to search and to fill the emptiness, we are searching for Christ. Faith can't always be explained, so it must be experienced. And that happens as you share your faith. When you tell others, when you offer to pray with people, not for them, when you offer to pray with them, or you share an aha moment that you had where God was present in your life, that's how you can share your faith. It's important to remember that we live in a broken world, right? There was There were broken people um, in the 70s that had wounds and struggles and sins that separated them from God's love. And we are still experiencing that 50 years later. It's just part of living, um, being human and living on the earth. And so it's your responsibility and my responsibility to share Christ with those who are suffering. Those of us that have Christ in our heart We are connectors. We are called to connect others to Christ through love and compassion. And doing that, we would be following in the footsteps of Jesus. So my friends, your faith is meant to be shared with everyone you encounter. Allow the promptings of the Holy Spirit to guide you and to show you how to share your faith in ways that you can't imagine or even when it seems impossible, or most importantly, when it knocks you out of your comfort zone. I know for me, sharing my faith is easy to do with people who I see at church or people who I know have a relationship with Christ. But we are also called to share it with the people 
that we aren't so sure are going to welcome our message. Those people that may turn their back or may not be receptive, we are called to share our faith with everyone that we encounter. In the movie, this was one of my um, favorite scenes from the movie. The elders of the church were talking to um, Pastor Smith, and they were saying that they were not happy with these new additions to the church, the hippies. And this group of men, very conservative, they were in their leisure suits. They were very closed off to anything different than the status quo. They didn't like the fact that people were coming into their church that looked different, dressed different, acted different. They didn't like that. And they were very closed off about it. And one of their complaints for not allowing this group of hippies to come in, and I just thought it was it was humorous because it was so absurd, was that because they don't wear shoes, they were getting the church's shag carpet dirty. And so it was just like funny, and but also it was a reminder of how many times do I try to avoid people or think maybe we shouldn't welcome them, me personally, because they're different, right? We are, we are so quick to judge others. So in the next scene of the movie, after they've had this conversation about the shag carpet getting dirty, the, the next scene, we see Pastor Smith washing the feet of each hippie as they entered the church. And it was a reminder that he was living like Jesus, right? They threw up this um, complaint, this objection. And so Pastor Smith was open to finding ways to keep welcoming people into his church. And he was living just like Jesus, All right, the next one is to turn your spark into a flame of faith. One of the lines that really stuck out was that God can only walk through an open door, right? How many times have you and I closed ourselves off to God, right? And so I began to ask myself the question, is my heart open to Christ? Is the door to my heart open to Christ? And as you share your faith, like we talked about, God isn't looking for perfect people to do his work. He's not expecting you and I to be perfect and to always say the right things, but he's going to equip us for the job that he places in front of us. All right? And so... Oftentimes, it's easy to not say something, to not share your faith, because you think it has to be perfect. But God is going to help you. In the movie, um, we see the turmoil and the conflict between the leaders of the revolution. Um, the, The pastor who took a chance on bringing the hippies in, and he began to see how not only his church was transformed, but how many people were coming to Christ? There were hundreds of baptisms happening in the waters um, out in California. They were baptizing as quickly as they could. But here was something that stuck out to me that Lonnie, who looked like Jesus, he was the hippie who started the whole movement. He fell to his pride. 
there were a few scenes of him preaching and um, like bringing the people in. But then as the movie goes on, we see him preaching and he begins to use his gift of healing. And as he's using those gifts, the way that he uses them becomes more flamboyant and showy. And the focus began to be about him as a healer and what he was doing for people. And it wasn't about Christ as much anymore. And so the older pastor, Father or Chuck Smith, had to call him aside. And there was some turmoil there. Um, but they were able to work it out. So it was just a reminder that as you share your faith and things start happening, that it's important to remain humble. It's important to remain open and and not fall to that sin of pride. Um, So how does a spark become a flame? It becomes a flame with time, the right environment, and oxygen. In your faith life, you need time with Christ. Time so that you can create an an intimate relationship with Him. So that you read the Bible. You go to the Bible. I've recently heard this comment. I've seen it on social media from a celebrity. And um, I had a friend tell me this um, not too long ago. That they believed in God. They believed in Jesus. But they didn't need the Bible. And I heard this certain celebrity say that, you know, she had a faith in God, but she didn't need the Bible. But the Bible is where we go to create that intimate relationship with with Christ. That's how you get to know him. That's how you know how to um, live your life following in his footsteps. You have to read about him. It's the living word um, and it pours into you. And so Finding that time and creating that intimate relationship with him means reading the Bible. It means connecting with him in your prayer. And so then you can connect to him in a profound way. And that allows the Holy Spirit to breathe life into you. So you um, can be spontaneous. This is how to create your own spiritual revolution is to be spontaneous to share your faith in a spontaneous way with everyone you encounter, and then to make sure that you're turning your spark of faith into a flame of faith. And that way other people can see you. Other people will want what you have. So the Jesus revolution that started in the 70s still continues today. It still continues every time you and I step out of our comfort zone and share our faith in our daily lives. And like I said earlier, you don't have to worry about what to say or how you're going to say it. You just simply have to say it and believe that the Holy Spirit will equip you. As we close, there was another line in the movie where they were talking about inviting the Holy Spirit into their lives. And they were talking about um, asking for Holy Spirit juice. And I just thought this was such a, a great way, a great reminder that we have 
the Holy Spirit. Like the Holy Spirit was given to us in baptism. And we have this beautiful gift, this um, helper here on earth that will equip us, will encourage us, and he will guide us to grow closer to Christ and to share our faith with others. So when you find yourself wondering what to do or how to say something, you could ask for more Holy Spirit juice. All right, I highly encourage you to go out. If you haven't been to the movies in the while, go out, see this movie. Um, it's so nice. I think I read that um, opening weekend they were expecting to make $7 million, and they more than double that. And so I think it's such a reminder that people are searching. People do want to grow closer to Christ. They do know that there's something missing in their life. And so you and I are called to share our faith in bold ways so that we can bring light into the darkness. All right, friends, let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for showing up in big ways and little ways in our lives. Lord, we are so grateful for the blessings that we see, but Lord, also those little blessings that go unseen, those blessings that we have to stop and reflect on to even be aware of the ways that you are blessing our lives. Lord, there are so many people in our world, in our families, in our communities that are searching, that are searching for you, that are searching for love and peace and belonging. Lord, please equip us. Give us the strength so that we can go out and be your light in the dark world, so that we can go out and bring love and compassion to those who need it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, friends, stay happy, healthy, and holy, and I will see you next week. God bless. For more information on Catholic Moms in the Middle, or to set up your complimentary Moms in the Middle mentoring session, go to catholicmomsinthemiddle.com. Or find me on Facebook at Catholic Moms in the Middle for even more encouragement and support as you embrace this next season of life. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbyseanwilliams.com. That is musicbyseanwilliams.com.